everybody to another episode of the Be Fearless podcast and today I bring an amazing guest. But first, let me say thank you to all the audience from Canada. You guys are rocking this task this week. You are amazing. Thank you so much for your support. Today I bring everybody an amazing guest. He is the Bottle Warrior. He is the CEO of the Bottle Warrior Brands, a nationally based apparel company that promotes beauty of mental health through this nation. He is a recovered addict from both alcohol and pornography and currently have over a thousand days of sovereignty. He uses his experience in sobriety to teach people how to thrive, strive in this alcohol-driven society and advocate for freedom and mental health worldwide. He's also a three times international best-selling author of the water. Um, he also wrote the Battle, Battle Warrior the inspiring story of Shad Smith, a dyslexic survivor of addictions, and he's also the host of the Butter, Battle Warrior podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome the one and only Chad Smith. Welcome, Chad. Hey, guys. Welcome. <laughs> it's been a while. You know, it, and, and we were just talking before she hit go. I'm going to say, hey, guys, I'm Chad Smith. I, I am the CEO of Battle Warrior Brands. I'm so used to being the opposite side. I just finished. We were talking about two days worth of a virtual summit. So I was in the control chair for like 17 hours worth. And I'm like, how do I be a guest again? It's, you just you forget about it. I know. It's like so different, right? And, yeah. Um, but no, no. Hats. Yeah. And, and the funny thing is, you know, we're all about breaking uh, norms and stuff. And I know usually traditionally I have a black hat on. Um, I'm like, you know, it's, you know, how my story is, I'm not a traditional person. Um, it's raw and real, and I'm like, yeah, skirt, let's put a beanie on. So we got a beanie on today, guys. We're coming at you. Um, I love it. I love it. You are more, and I love that. And But we're <laughs> going to talk about that um, beanie that you had on in a couple minutes. For the audience, the people that doesn't know you, who is Chad Smith, and who was he growing up? Uh, so growing up, I was, uh, okay, Traditionally, you ask like a normal mom, they'd be like, okay, he's the quiet one in the corner. Okay, I was not the quiet one. Um, you were the I, troublemaker. <laughs> I was the troublemaker. Um, I was the youngest in the family of uh, four. So my, I have a real sister. I have a stepbrother, stepsister. Um, a lot of my story contains my father back in the day. Uh, kind of my parents divorced, so I'm a divorced child. Um, with that, obviously, both my parents got married, um, but right now I only have a relationship with my mom's side. Um, so the cool thing about it is getting raised up, you know, like my stepdad came in at, at three years old and, and throughout the book and stuff, I explained, you know, some of the, the good things and the bad things on both sides of it. Um, but that the, I don't want to say the hatred because I, I don't want to use that term. Like I don't the, think it's hatred. Um... I will say pain. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. That's the better word. Because uh, growing, so in this situation, I'm going to say in this situation. So when you're in the process of being in a, a split family. You know, I am. Uh, my parents were divorced too. So I completely understand. Yeah, I think so, that Generation X explain, experienced divorce at some point in yeah. their lives. Yeah. And, and, and the, the, the thing that what people don't realize. So when you, all of a sudden this new person comes in your life that is technically not your blood and we everyone that's divorced can get it um but there's there's so many great things that occurred with it but there's also like with that you know uh there's also 
a wagon of stuff that comes with it too. So it's, um, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm pushing 37 and my birthday's in a week anyways. Um, today is two, so 1198 days. So I'm going to be 1200 days sober. What is it? Monday, Wednesday, this Wednesday. Um, but like, like I said to that, and this story isn't about, you know, dumping the bucket on him, dumping the bucket mm-hmm. on my dad, whatever. It, it was just a multi thing. You know, here I'm in the upper Midwest in in United States, so the 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 Midwest, so like the Iowas, the Wisconsin, the Minnesotas, the Michigans, that stuff. Um, here traditionally we grew up in a very Catholic society. Um, it just it's traditionalism. So like you go out to eat Friday afternoon, um, you go to the bars, you have Friday night fish. It's it's just patterns that were built out throughout mm-hmm. many generations, and. Um, to me, it was, you know, here in Wisconsin, it's a very alcohol-driven society and upper Midwest, we'll just use that term. And and the thing with it is you go out to eat, you'll have like a mixed drink, you know, the old fashions. Or, and I can just go through the list because 37 years old, pretty much. So drank for pretty much the bulk of it um, in general, if you think about it that way. But, you know, alcohol was around my life the whole, my whole life. And, um growing up you know the the trick is you're teething we're gonna give you brandy to chill you down um you know there's some oops that occurred from my mom's side and she's over it now but uh in general growing up you know entering your teen years so like 9 10 11 12 years old we would have to go to our fathers he didn't want us we had to because of the child support Mm -hmm. so here here's a guy at the time that is a bachelor which you know currently i get the situation but um who's a bachelor that's still stuck he graduated in the 70s loved his 70s and 80s stuff so like a lot of the snl stuff and i'm not bashing it now like i'm past healing i just i mm-hmm. understood the patterns back then but like you know but here still i'm not as part of your story it's yeah so that you cannot erase yeah so like here i'm nine years old ten years old watching caddyshack blues brothers all the classic snl like stripes i can just all that stuff porkies the 70 comedy music you know uh comedy videos which are yeah as an adult they're hilarious all right i'm gonna say it that way um but i'm a nine-year-old kid watching rated r films with people dancing naked drinking partying all that stuff so if if any of you guys are used to like in this professional development world, if there's, and it's the same thing and I'm not going to get too political, but if you keep pushing the same message many, many times, eventually that person's going to grab it. So mm-hmm. when it comes to that, all I saw was that I would come back home. I saw, you know, my parents drinking and they can stop like both of them can stop. Um, but what they didn't realize at the time is I, w- I was a hyperactive kid. So every time I would go to my father, I didn't want to be there. So I would leave the house, go do stuff, go climb in the community, go jump on tractors, whatever the situation was at the time. Um, And then I would come home fully caffeinated because he didn't want to adjust his lifestyle to his kids. So I would come home, wound up to the gills. And, you know, with that, you know, I was around people four years older, five years older. I'm the youngest of the family. My sister's four years older than me. My stepbrother's four years older than me. My stepsister's three years older than me. But it wasn't them that gave all that. It's just when you're in the crowds, I'm air quote crowds, you learn the habits. So like here you're nine, 10, 11 years old, hanging with the teens, early twenties. And 
you know, I, I rolled into middle school uh, doing fishing tournaments, starting to go hang with guys that are 20, 30 years old. And, and I started drinking on the weekends when I was up at the campgrounds is what it is, you know, like, and, and you look at the situation. And because you're adapting to, to the group that you're sharing and spending time with. Yeah. And, and what you notice is people that have a lot of trauma ish from mm -hmm. like a, you become a chameleon. So you blend into the environment and because you want to be seen, but you don't want to be seen, but you're so used to being adapting that you just blend, exactly. you're a chameleon. You just bloom, go right into it. So here I'm in middle school um, on the weekends, playing sports during the week, go up to the camper on the weekends here. I'm not going anywhere. I don't have my driver's license. So why don't you start drinking and, you know, roll into high school, the same situation. Um, I can count, I don't know how I survived 15, 16 years old, but um, taking shots with the older people and just learning to drink with the boys and girls, you know, I'm just say boys in general as a plural to you know, be welcomed as that part of the group. So I rolled into high school, um, early college, uh, doing fishing tournaments, qualifying for national levels. And what it is with those levels is you, you go local, you go national, you go regional, you go big time. It's mm -hmm. best, just like baseball. So here I'm 17 years old, skipping school, doing a fishing tournament, um, traveling up regional. So in the local Midwest, and then we, I had a phenomenal year with the, the partners I had. We made it to a national level, like the main championship of them all. So year after, I qualified. So here I'm a freshman in college, 18 years old, on the road already with these guys that are late 20s, early 30s, uh, going to this national championship. So you get there, you, you're in a town that you've never been in before. You're with 300 guys for a tournament. Obviously, you're going to party because mm -hmm. we're all hunters and fishermen and all that stuff. Um, police escorts to the boat landings. Um, and we're literally in a Walmart park lot. It was a three-day event. I didn't make the last day event. So, like the, the, so two days, the normal crew fishes. The last day, the final cut fit, fishes. That's how they run those. And I was doing a behind the scenes show stuff. So like I'm with all the reps, I'm with all the media work, like all the, the, you know, the booths and all that stuff. We're in the middle of a Walmart parking lot and it's going to sound redneckish how I word it, but they <laughs> shut down a quarter of the Walmart parking lot because Walmart sponsored was the big, it was, we called it the RCL, but it was a Walmart sponsored event. Mm -hmm. So we're here full blown media work and I'm 18 years old and this dude walks up. He's like, Hey, here's my daughter. He goes, I would love for you to marry her. What? So like this stuff normal was my life. So like from 18, <laughs> 17, 18, 19 years old, I learned road life. You know, I, I went to different trails. I went into hotels, hanging with the boys, partying with the boys. Um, I'm not going to get too graphic of what mm -hmm. happened, but in general, like you roll into town, like you're a rock star. So I'm doing that during the summer, during the, during the fall, I would enter in college. And for me, all I wanted to do was that because here I'm a hyperactive kid who loves the limelight, who is running to prove his real father wrong. Mm -hmm. And I'm in college and I'm mad because I have to sit in college, read books, and I just drank even worse. So I spiraled out of control. Oh my God. 
uh, <laughs> I mean, there's so many things that you said that kind of like sounded familiar to the the things that I experienced when I was young because I graduated from high school at 16 and went straight two months later into college. And, you know, I became the potter girl, you know, I love, I, yeah, I did study and, and everything, but my, my thing was to hang out and like, I was always looking and I can, I can identify with that part of wanted to be there in, in that mode yeah. 24-7th. And the reality is that you, you can't be in that mode 24 seven because yeah. some point it takes a toll on you. Yeah. And, and there was a couple of things that was occurring that I, I didn't get into my book prior. I'm prime. I might layer it into my next couple ones down the road here, but it was the, the, there, there was a couple things. So emotionally I didn't want to be in school. I wanted to party. I wanted to be there for the rockstar life. You know, the Motley mm -hmm. crew life is that I want to air quote. <laughs> so I would still do winter shows for boat shows. I would, fishing shows whatever like i was near the twin cities which is minneapolis and st paul so when it come to show season i knew there were three or four shows for the year i would be at college and then at shows so i would still get that media rush but when it was off time i would be looking at my friends that were 18 19 20 years old where their kids you know i was looking at that their fourth fifth generational it's okay. Continue. Oh. It's my dog. And so whenever you see me muting, it's because I'm, I'm giving instructions to yeah. my dog. Well, I was going to say, like, I'm, I'm a fourth, fifth generation. You know, I was watching these fourth, fifth generational farmers, uh -huh. these kids, 18, 19 years old, where their parents, not to giving them, they worked their tail off for it. But like, I'm seeing these kids that are getting basically what I want. Mm -hmm. So I'm spiraling out of control. I'm like, it, it would be like, why ain't my dad not doing that? Why ain't my family doing that? Whatever. So I, I started taking student Do you loans. think that was like kind of the, a what fuel or push you to kind of like continue going into that path? Yeah, because what ended up happening, and I'm very open about this story here, but I ended up forging my parents' signature on student loan paper and did not realize what the student <coughs> loans are, are about <laughs> so um let's uh, actually go from that point you know you have like lived your life you basically lived in advance like way ahead of your time yeah and then here you are you i guess that you rocked bottom and how do you kind of like then force your your path into um into success into you know getting out of of that environment that was truly you know being toxic and and dragging you down well i know the show length is is very like this is like a three-hour <laughs> story but in general so like that part one of life carried into part two and i'm gonna say it this way so like mm -hmm. me leaving college getting married all that stuff you carry your baggage i'm gonna be nice how i wear this here guys but just you carry your wagon with you that's mm -hmm. the better way of saying it yeah and and you carried into a relationship that if you're not ready for it mentally physically all that stuff it's gonna cause a wreck so um what was happening is i got married and we were trying to have kids you know, and this is where the pornography kicks in. But like we tried for three and a half years, nothing. And my mind wanted one thing. My ex-wife wanted something else. 
and we just, she went a separate way. So she ended up um, getting pregnant by someone else and ended up causing a divorce. So like the trauma from that, mm-hmm. and here's the t- trick I'm going to tell you guys straight out. When you're going through heavy trauma, you're going to revert to your old patterns. Exactly. So my pattern went to, I'm stressed out. I lost a ton of weight. I got hit by a train because I'm getting a divorce that I never realized I was getting. So I went back to partying. And with that, you party harder because <laughs> you don't put on the weight. Yeah, so you're like, hey, well, give me the you weight. you party harder, <laughs> harder because now you're coming with a, a, a lot of weight on your shoulders, the way that you had yep. before. So you just like lean forward. So the slap in the face is going to be harder when you fall. Um, how how do you build resiliency? Because at some point you you had to cut ways or part, part ways with everything with that environment that you were t- almost twenty four seven at that point. Yeah. So uh, the to complete the close the cycle out. Uh, so in that that trauma situation at the end of my marriage. Um, I had a very good angel that kind of came in and and got me straightened out. She was not my mom, like physically, we're not a mom by blood. Uh, we're a very good friend. She was a past client at a previous position I had. And uh, they know the story well. Everyone knows the story very well. But she ended up saving me from driving my car off the road. And so she knew exactly that I was going to jump in my car, go into the house. Like, I'm not going to get too graphic what was going on. But yes, I knew where my ex-wife was, the husband and all that. And she besides saying hey i'm gonna say a prayer for you she said one like founding line that kind of snuck she's like i'm not your mom i know your mom's three hours away but she's like i am not gonna do what i don't want your mom to do and bail you out of jail so she's like drop the keys now he's got a better plan for you get your head straight and that was like a turning point of getting myself back into the spiritually and physically mm-hmm. um so I, I i moved back home started partying whatever we'll just we'll get to the end of the partying stage but <laughs> um end up being is but if it were for that episode that moment in your life you will not like kind of have that aha moment and and, and reconsider in the path that you were taking at that point so how how then do you kind of like pick up the pieces at the point and, and put yourself together? Yeah. So uh, the, the last year I was drinking um, my, I was throughout like the 10 years of my life, I was watching my grandfather pass away. Um, Cause he had, uh, can't think of the word right now. Not dementia, not that. Uh, Alzheimer? No, not that one. It's the one that Michael J. Fox has got, and I can't think of what Oh, that's um, Parkinson. Thank Is you. Is it Parkinson? Yeah. Parkinson. So he was slowly deteriorating, and it just came to a point where I was I was watching the scene of, you know, I didn't know. He was mad all the time, but I didn't understand why. So I'm like, what the heck's going on here? He ended up passing away, and I started looking at pictures. And I am the only, not to get too identical on genetics and all that stuff here, but if you look at like certain things in genetic wise, a a dad. Okay. So a dad, daughter, son. Mm -hmm. So the third step, there's some things that always convert down. And I'm the only one in the family of my mom that is a direct connection of that. So I would look at pictures and I'm like, okay, he's not mentally happy. Cause at that time I was sobering up. I'm like, he's not happy. This ain't happy. And what ended up being is, is I looked at that situation 
um, besides another thing with family. But at that situation, I'm like, I don't want to be that. Like, I, I want to live life. I want to feel. I want to do this. And, and I don't want to drag, you know, my wife. I don't want to say it that way. But um, I don't want to drag a significant other at that time when I'm going through a rough time, drag them down. And all of a sudden, instead of taking yourself, you're taking two down with you. And now that person is mad because they're not living their life to their true potential. So there was many different ripple effects of it um, just for time constraints. And, and I just flipped my life around. So uh, January 2000, sorry, November 25th, 29th, whatever it was, 2019 was my last drop of alcohol. Um, during that time, uh, obviously everyone in America and Canada understand what happens in 2020. Yes. <laughs> uh, so I, I rolled into 2020. I, I knew I had to get out of the house where I was living because um, I, when you're partying all the time, you're divorced, you move in with your parents. That just, it happens. Um, so I, I'm like, I want to move to Green Bay, which is a party town in United in, in us. So like the Green Bay Packers, football, you name yeah. it, party time. <laughs> and I ended up getting an apartment. A couple months later, the whole city locks down. Wow. So for my whole one year period up there, up until like the last month or two, that city was complete lockdown. So I'm like, okay, so tell me. So like, what do you do? I mean, what do you do during that time? Like, I took uh, multiple things with this. So during lockdown, I know, I know I had to focus on personal development, no matter what. Um, I know I had to focus on my faith, no matter what. So I, 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 I know I'm all in on. So it's like you dig that root down. So I took as much. Um, classes I could to get mental health situated. So we there was a big class that was part of me writing my book was called Journey to Wholeness. It might be called something different now, but um, it's a very uh, faith-based mental health class where you strip your roots down, you kind of rebuild it back up. Um, I got around, I wanted completely different. So I got around a crowd that still I'm friends with to this day, uh, but they're very um, older, professional, didn't really drink much, understood my story. Um, it was my church family is what I called it. Um, and I knew that at that time, the church world would be safe because in that you're not going to have the party and you're not going to have that. So it'd be a perfect place for me to heal. Um, and then I just, I just stayed in touch. So like the girl that saved me back then, she would stay in touch. Um, so at that time I started a podcast thinking, Hey, this is my story. Get it out. And it just, was supposed to be a comedy podcast turned into C's Get Degrees, which was my original name for this, for uh -huh. my podcast. And, and what happened? It blew up. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, I, so I looked at it this way. It's like everything in my life now going forward, I had to strip down. So I wanted to understand the, the book Outliers. You put 10,000 hours in something, you master it. So no matter what I absorb, my time would be working out, doing a podcast. I would work, work out, go to work, do a podcast. And I would be absorbed by that for like a year and a half of just straight, you know, recording four times a week, five times a week. Editing. Wow. Yeah. And so I, I learned the process of that, which is really weird because it turned me into like a tech guy at church, which I learned the behind the scenes of doing a show. Mm -hmm. And then now I'm doing still that when I volunteer at times, but now I'm doing the show which is weird because it's like baby steps up. So going, I'm doing live event, you know, virtual summits online. Um, I 
people around me. Um, I do take the producer role very, I don't, I'm not using the term easily, but it comes very natural just because of what occurred the last couple of years. Um, so yeah, no, it's, I, I, there's many verticals to this story. There's many vertical things, but the base of everything came out of my podcast, which went into the paraline, which went in the book. It just, it's, there's many verticals and roots and branches once you get the main branch of the podcast situated. So fantastic. And your podcast is called the battle wire, right? The battle warrior podcast. Um, I haven't looked at the stats lately. Uh, we are at a hundred ish, 115 ish shows somewhere in there. I've been so absorbed with this, uh, virtual summit I had the last couple of weeks, but, um, I think my worldwide stats was like 10%. Um, that's good. And then, I'm part of Podmatch, which is a phenomenal podcasting community. I hit uh, 0.01% once or two months or whatever it is. It just, um, I looked at as when I, when I have downtime and I'm not working a lot, I do this. Um, but then I also convert, you know, the apparel locally, apparel, uh, world, uh, actually technically worldwide. But um, yeah, I launched the apparel business, which is Battle Warrior Brands last year. Um, we're, I have to recount, but it was 15 or 16 states I was in, and I ended up sponsoring three, four local train race events, and learned how to, you know, what not to do, what to do. It's just it's basic. <laughs> like you have to get thrown in the grinder is the best way. Exactly. To yeah. And um, I'm I'm learning. I if it's not hard knocks, I don't learn. So you know, I'm doing whatever I can the hard knocks way. And obviously it does involve plastic at times and, <laughs> um, just, it, it's all the entrepreneurs that have successful businesses just laugh at this because they're like, dude, you just, you got, you have to take that route and you have to learn it. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I, I, I think that I agree with everybody else's assessment as well. Yeah. Um, so how would you describe your life after recovery? Today. I I love every bit of my life after recovery. Uh, it's so there's phases of recovery, and I I'm just in a newer phase is the best way of saying it. So like, there's phase you get so absorbed where you're ignoring everyone because you're trying to heal yourself, and you're gonna dislike everyone just because you think everyone brought you into that, which mm -hmm. is incorrect. It's yourself that did it, and then you have the next phase which you look in. And then now you're at the phase where I'm at now where it's okay to be back out in certain locations. You're comfortable with the situation. Um, you, you know what your red flags are. It's just, you're just more in depth of understanding my recovery. And, you know, this last year was a blast, uh, running a full marathon, um, doing some races, having a, you know, running races with friends. Um, same situation this year. Uh, I have an ultra marathon in October. Um, I have already got one race down, which was a snow 10 K snow race, which is obstacle course. And if it brings joy and fun, I will do it and look into it. Um, but I've still challenged myself to get uncomfortable every day. That's good. I love it. I love your story. And I find it very inspirational for many others. Um, I, I have identified with you in many, many ways and, um, I truly admire that you have pushed yourself forward to become the man that you are today. And for that, um, 
I, I truly, um, I'm truly proud of you. Thank so, you. Thank you. Um, thank you for setting that example. Uh, I hope that it, somebody out there listened to your story and, and finally can see that um, the path that they're on, it's, it's not where they are meant to stay. Yeah, and 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 you answer, you said it perfectly because at the time when you're getting ready to clean up, there's there's signs where you know you got to clean up, and I'm gonna say it that way. Um, or you clean up and you're at the beginning phases. You're like, what the heck? Why? Why do I need to do this? Mm-hmm. You don't understand why. Just do it, and then slowly, uh, you know, whatever you believe in, God, universe, whatever it is, it'll start lining itself up, and you'd be like, hey this is reason why. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay, chat. So where people can connect with you. All right. So the, the simple areas is I'm on Instagram, which actually we have the camera. So down below right. <laughs> um, IG, which right there. So at the chat, I'm Smith. Um, my website is, uh, she's going to load it here, but battlewarebrands.com. Join the email list. Um, and then there's a couple other things. So like the books on Amazon, I'm coming out with a new one. Yeah, those, no, it's not here, but it, it will be on the description of the yeah, episode. Yeah, it's all so good, but... people can go in and buy your book and, um, and connect with you. Chad, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for so much for, um, sharing your story. Uh, perhaps we'll should bring you back one more time so you can like go more into detail. <laughs> <laughs> have like a a, a deep dive um uh, but th- truly thank you so much for everything that you're doing i am um, like i said i'm proud of of you what you're doing and for setting the example for many people out there um for them to to become the better version of themselves yeah yeah thank you um i was gonna say it this way so like you know i just rolled out of the 17 hours worth of a summit i'm like hey we ain't gonna do one that long <laughs> <laughs> But no, thank no. you very much. I enjoyed doing this stuff. Um, I had a blast. And and there's one line that someone taught me. I wish I would always remember it, but at times I forget. But go download her uh, her podcast. Make sure you get a copy of this. Go give us a review. That's just how, and it's yes. not a repetitive thing. It, it's literally how we make a living at the, at this. Um, yes. We don't ask for a dime. Just share it say whatever, tell us how good we could be and uh, let us know how we can make ourselves even better for you. Oh, exactly. Thank you so much for being here. So you guys, thank you so much for your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, on YouTube, and every other platform where we are. Until the next episode, don't forget to unlock your potential and be fearless. Bye.